Welcome back to the Legacy Through Motherhood podcast. This is Stephanie, your host. And on this podcast, we really talk about different ways to drive generational change within our family. And we have conversations on faith and finances, mindset, marriage, health, parenting, you name it. We just kind of go all over the place. So today we are going to be talking about how to raise your credit score, different practical ways, and just kind of the six main things that you need to be paying attention to. And I kind of have a story as to why mine was crap, even once we were out of debt and starting to build wealth. Um, But I will let you know that I've got my sweet Lucy, who is our new two-month-old baby girl right next to me. So she's not feeling super great. Uh, Justin is at baseball games and soccer games with the boys. So I am taking this time to record, but I am on mama duty still with this little one. So she's doing great, but she's just not feeling super hot today, but she's asleep now. All right, so let's let's go ahead and jump in. First, I want to say when Justin and I were getting out of debt, um, you know, I did everything. Like, I shouldn't say I did everything. I really took charge of our day-to-day. We were always on the same page. I've talked about many times, both of you guys need to be on the boat if you're working with your finances with a partner, but only one person really can be driving. And so the driver of our kind of getting out of debt and our financial journey to this point where we are building wealth, I was really in the driver's seat. Justin very much was a part of it, part of the conversations, part of the planning. I was more the executing, going to get the cash out, paying all the bills, that kind of thing, right? So I was, I'm very, very money-minded. And so I kind of led that charge and I loved it. I don't know. I like got on a high once I figured out how to do it and um, just went for it. And so you guys have probably heard my story a million times if you've been here before. Um, If not, I think it's episode 19 is our journey to financial freedom if you want to know more of our journey. But you guys, like I want to say three years ago, three years ago, okay, we were totally out of debt and we were beginning to build wealth. I think we had just started to get our first rental property or something, and this might have been what kicked it off. I can't remember exactly what did, but when you go to buy a rental property, you have to have a hard pull on your credit, right? They need to check your credit score, all the things. And I'm like, I know that we have a like 800 plus credit score because it is amazing, right? Like I've paid everything on time. Like uh, we have no debt, like all of these things. And they turned uh, me down when we went to go get this loan for our rent as we were starting our rental property business. And I'm like, what? <laughs> What do you mean? Like, we have a great saving. Like, we have, we've been doing so good with money. What do you mean? And my credit score, you guys, was like a 500 something, like upper 500s. My husband's was like 798, 800. I'm like, what? (laughs) What is going on? Like, all of our names are on all of our accounts. So I thought. And so, you know, like, his credit score should be my credit score. We have the exact same bills, the exact same bank account. We have been together for 16 years. Like, what is going on? And so then I realized that my husband is kind of the head of all of our accounts. And though my name is on our accounts, I am not like jointly, uh, I don't even know what the right word is. I am not like responsible for them in the way that they have him in the system as. And so when I was paying, so annoying, when I was paying for four years, you know, two and a half to four years, every single bill, when we were getting all of our stuff done, we were all these things, it was all going towards his credit score, not mine, because I was not one of those like lead people on our accounts. I had no freaking idea, (laughs) no idea. 
And we, when we had gotten married, I dropped my credit card that I had had when I was younger and I joined onto his. So my account closed um, and I, we continued on his. Well, my name wasn't on his. I had a card that had my name on it connected to that account. Anyways, long story short, my credit score sucked and it was embarrassing as hell because I, here I am like talking about finances all the time. And we were in a great place financially. And honestly, I just assumed that my credit score was like an 800 because of how great we were with money. Um, And so then I decided that, okay, well, I need to somehow build my credit. And so we started adding my names to things. Um, You know, I'll talk about six different ways you guys can up your credit score here in just a second. But I'm like, I need to get a credit card. Now, (laughs) for all of my Dave Ramsey people, you're probably like, what? Why would you ever do that? Now, listen. Um, I'm going to explain the type of credit card that I get. It's the only kind of credit card that I ever, um, encourage anyone to get if they even need it. Okay. If you don't need it, great. Um, and I'll explain why. So if you are a Dave Ramsey person, he's like, cut your credit cards up, close all the accounts, shut everything down, right? Like don't ever use them. Okay. That's fine. So he, but his goal for you guys or for, you know, his audience or whatever is to not have a credit score. Because he believes that a credit score is an I love debt score. How well can I stay in debt, basically, and handle my debt and and manage my debt? And so his goal is to get everyone to have no credit score. Because you can't just have a low credit score, right? Like if you, you can't, you have to have no credit score. So you can't have a a credit card that's open that you just don't pay on you because then you would have a credit score. Every single account has to be closed. You have to have certain underwriting from um, for your house. You have to do all of these things to have a zero credit, like an NA, not applicable credit score. Now, we have a mortgage, um, you know, we have other things. And so, especially with our rental properties and all that kind of stuff. So we, our goal was to not do the no credit score route, right? So for me to be able to build my credit score, I decided with our financial situation um, to get a self-secured credit card. Now this, a self-secured credit card, we went through PNC Bank, just FYI, um, and a self-secured credit card is basically a card, this is so ridiculous, but it is what it is, um, is where you basically front your balance. So we chose $1,000. So I basically gave, this is ridiculous, I basically gave PNC Bank, $1,000 like from our checking account. And in exchange, they gave me a credit card that had a $1,000 balance on it. And so I could use that for like our groceries or whatever every month and then pay it off. Use it, pay it off, use it, pay it off. And that really jumped my credit score. I want to say I went from like, like I said, I was like 590 something um, up. And then probably like six months later, I was like low 700s. So I went up like over a hundred points in about a six month period just by consistently using that credit card and then paying it off. Now, oh, people hate credit cards. I already know. <laughs> I know this is a whole conversation, but this is safe in a way because you can't, you know, it's not like it's a $10,000 credit limit. You're borrowing against yourself. You can make the amount $100 if you want to. It doesn't freaking matter. Um, and so it's, it's a little safer than just getting like a Chase credit card or whatever. So if you are someone who has does not have the goal to have like a no credit score, like Dave Ramsey wants everyone to have, 
but you just want to have a good credit score and you know your credit score sucks, this might be an option for you. Now, if you are someone who really, really, really struggles with spending and you don't have spending habits, you know, set up in place or accountability in that area, this might not be the right um, decision for you. But just to be totally transparent, this is what we did to help build mine because I needed something in my name. (laughs) We started to change our accounts, but I needed something in my name and I needed to do it quick because we were trying to build our rental business and my husband can't just take every single house against his own name. So anyways, okay. So moving on with this, let me talk about the six different ways that you can um, increase your credit score. Now, if you don't have Credit Karma, I would highly encourage you get an account. It's not 100% accurate, but it gives you a good idea, number one, of what your credit score is and different ways that you can improve your credit score. Um, So let's kind of talk through these just very casually. Okay, so six ways. Number one, your payment history. So you need to be paying your payments on time, your electric, your you know mortgage, your whatever. If you have a credit card payment and balance, you need to be paying all of those on time. So if you miss like one month, typically it's not going to like kill your credit score. Two months, you're kind of flirting with <laughs> getting yourself jacked up. Anything more than 90 days, that's when they can start collecting excuse me, they can start putting things into collections and having collection agencies start to kind of follow up with you. So you really, really, really want to um, to be on time with things. And so the way that this kind of works, there's kind of this scale of great, kind of fair, and then bad um, as far as ratings go with all of these six different areas I'm getting ready to talk about. So if you pay your bills between 99% and 100% on time, This is in this green category, this good category, obviously. Uh, 98%, if you're only paying 98% of your bills on time, this is kind of fair. It's this yellow light kind of thing. And then if you are paying 97% or lower of your bills on time, then that is like in the red. And that is going to really drastically affect your credit score. So um, you really want to make sure that you are not late on payments and that you're catching up just in general. This is also why you do not want to be paying things that are in collections already if you're going to be behind in your current active bills. Keep yourself ahead with the bills that are active uh, or on time. So number one, payment history. Start paying things on time, okay? Uh, If you need to do auto pay, do auto pay. I know sometimes, especially as moms, we're like, oh my gosh, this was due the 25th and it's the 28th and now I got to send a check in or now I need to whatever, like get everything online. Um, do auto pay when and where you can. And that way you are paying things on time. And side note, a lot of times you guys with like car insurance and that kind of stuff, if you have a history of on-time payments, a lot of times if you were to call every like two years or so, you can get a discounted rate. You can kind of renegotiate what you're paying, but if you have like um, payments that are all over the place and inconsistent, you know, three days late, four days late, four days early, whatever, if you try to call and get like a, you know, a discounted rate or to see if you're getting the best deal, you're not going to get a better rate, period. So put things on auto payment if you are like scatterbrained and forget to pay things because it is um, taking effect. All right. Number one, payment history. Number two, credit card use. Now, Again, I'm just going to assume if you're listening to this um, that you are not wanting to do the no credit score plan, that you want to just have a good credit score. And let's just 
assume you already have a credit card because most people do. Um, so the use of your credit card, the percentage of your um, your credit line that you use matters. So let's say you have a $10,000 credit line. If you were to spend $10,000 a month, even if you paid off that $10,000 every single month on time, that would still be a ding to your credit. Uh, what? <laughs> I didn't realize that before. Um, I mean, I've, I've realized now that now for a couple years, but I just thought, hey, if it doesn't matter. Like if I'm whatever I'm using, as long as I'm paying it off every month, then it's good. No, that's actually inaccurate. Um, you want to be using less than 30% of your credit allowance. So if you have a credit card that has, you know, a $10,000 uh, credit line, you want to be losing, using less than $3,000 a month. If you have a $5,000 credit line, you want to be using less than, what is that, $1,500 a month and then paying it off on time, of course. But it is not, doesn't matter. I can spend whatever I want as long as I'm paying it off on time. That's not the game. The game is spending less than 30%, okay? So with this whole like green, yellow, red, this like great, fair, bad as far as that goes um, with the credit card usage, if you're using anywhere between zero and 29%, that is great. If you're using anywhere between 30 to 49% of your credit line, that's kind of fair. It's kind of like, watch out, you're kind of getting there. And then anything above 50% of your credit card every single month, that is bad. That is red. And here's kind of the logic behind that. So if you have a credit limit of $10,000, what people want to see or kind of your credit score or whatever is that, hey, you have the uh, you know, you have the ability to use $10,000, but you're not maxing it out. So you're not like needing this money. So that's good. But you're using a little bit of it. You're being responsible with it and then you're paying it off. So that kind of like magic number is, you know, between probably 15 and 25% that you're using. Okay. You have $10,000, but you're not maxing this out every month, but you are using it some as you need it. And then you're paying it off. That looks responsible to me. Um, it does say that like 0% is still in the green. Like if you were to just have a credit card and never use it, um, that just having it, uh, is helpful. I don't think that that's really great as far as payment history goes, because there's literally no payment history if you never use it. <laughs> I think the, the magic number is probably between like, like I said, either 10 to 20 or maybe 15 to 25% of your credit card. So even if you were paying it off every single month, Watch that. So the other thing too, if you're gonna do a self-secured credit card like I talked about earlier, um, I have a client who has a self-secured card and they have $300 on it. Okay, well $300 is pretty easy to like use in a single month, but they need to not be using over 30%. So they have to use like, I think we figured, what is it, like 80 some dollars a month and that's it. <laughs> okay, so figure out what your credit line is and only, and, and make sure you guys are keeping under 30% if you are people who like use your credit card and pay it off every month. All right. Um, let's see here. Okay. Derogatory marks. This is the third one that we went over. So let's see the first one, payment history, pay everything on time, credit card use that between that zero and 29% and then derogatory marks. So derogatory marks are like, um, any kind of things that are in collections or, uh, bankruptcies or tax liens, you know, that kind of thing. 
those are just bad marks on your credit just in general saying like, hey, you're not handling money well. And these are uh, things that stay on your account a little bit longer and they hit your account harder also. And so obviously if you have zero derogatory remarks, that's great. One is fair. Any more than two, it's going to like tank your score. And if you think about it, like if you have multiple things in collections and a bankruptcy and you have tax liens against your home or whatever it is, like that number one is showing like not great use with your money, which there's no judgment there because we all kind of just do what we can to survive. And a lot of us weren't taught how to you know, use, manage money or whatever, or you know what I mean? There's like some circumstances that you never saw coming and we end up, you know, in a place we never thought we would be. So it is what it freaking is. So it doesn't really matter. But as we're trying to climb out of this hole, let's just be cognizant of the fact that we want to limit anything um, like that. Because whereas, you know, uh, we'll talk about later hard inquiries or hard pools on your credit will fall off after about two years, bankruptcies take a while, right? Um, you know, uh, things in collections take a while. So it just is a little less forgiving when you have these derogatory marks on your credit. Okay. Number one, pay things on time. Number two, credit card use under 30% of your credit line. Number three, try to get no derogatory marks on there. Um, if you think that something might be wrong on your, uh, credit statement or whatever, and there's a derogatory mark on there, you feel like should not be on there you should definitely, definitely, definitely dispute it, period. Um, You do not want those on there if if you can have those off. Um, Okay, number four, credit age. So in simple terms, how long have you had a credit line open? This can be a credit card, this can be a mortgage, it can be student loans, um, it can be, you know, anything that you are carrying a balance on. So credit age is super, super important. Also super, super annoying. Um, This is where Dave Ramsey and I, gosh, I used to be like fully um, drinking his Kool-Aid. And now as I've really been kind of like on the ground with people who have credit cards and are trying to buy homes and all these different things, it's just different. You know what I mean? Like some people probably could do the no credit score score. That's great and fine. And I encourage that if that's kind of the path you are going. But that's not, that's typically not who I'm working with. So let's just talk about credit cards if you have one. Number one, you really, really, really need to not close (laughs) credit cards, even if you are not using them. So that's what hit me because I had a credit card that I had used for a long time. Um, you know, before Justin and I got married, or at least before we merged to his credit card. And I closed it because I'm like, well, I'm not going to need this. But you could just cut, you could literally cut the credit card up and never have it in your wallet again, but it still remains an open line. So you could technically call back your bank and say, hey, forgot or lost my card, I need a new one. And you could start spending right away because you still have that credit limit, right? Um, So anyways, The credit um, age is really important for your credit score. So zero to four years is poor. That's on that red marking on that like uh, whatever the heck scale that we're talking about. Four to six years having something open is fair. Anything above seven years is like wonderful. So mortgages typically will fall over that seven year mark after a little while, obviously. Um, So that's always really great. 
Um, credit cards also can do that. Uh, cars, a lot of times people get cars on five-year loans, so those will kind of stay in that fair margin. Um, but if you want, if you have paid off your credit card and you do not want to use a credit card, which I highly suggest you not using credit cards, um, just in general, if you don't have to, you can cut them up so that you're not tempted to use them, but don't close it. Now, again, if you listen to Dave Ramsey, he'll say close that ish like yesterday. Um, I don't know. Feel free to DM me on Instagram if you want to talk over your, some of your financial uh, specifics and I can kind of tell you a little more clearly what decision that you should possibly make. But credit age, regardless, is something that affects your credit score. So having something open for a, a long period of time, over seven years, is really what that's going to um, help with just in general. Um, so when, so here's the other thing, you guys, so that when you are paying off debt, when you are paying off debt, this is really interesting just in general, but this comes up. Let's say you pay off your student loans. You're probably thinking like, yes, freaking win finally. And that is, it's a huge win, 100%. However, if you are like tracking your credit score, it will go down once you pay your student loan off which is annoying, but your student loan account will close. And so what it's doing is it is closing an account that you probably had open for a long time. So you're losing that longevity of that account when you pay it off. Now, that is not a reason to keep student loans around. All I'm saying is that when you pay off a car, you pay off your student loans, you pay off your mortgage, and you're like, yes, this is amazing. And then you see your credit card, or I'm sorry, your credit score tank. There is a reason behind that, and here's the good news. It does not tank forever. It will just tank for a little bit. Um, so you might, let's say on Friday, you know, you pay off your student loans and your credit score dips 40 points. Well, within the next like month, it'll probably come back up. Maybe not the full 40 points, but it, it just, it will dip and then it will come back up. It's not going to hit you forever poorly in that manner. Okay, um, so let's go back. Payment history. Pay things on time, credit card use, under 30% of your credit line, derogatory marks, try not to add any more, uh, dispute what you can, zero is what you're aiming for. Credit age, seven years or more is great, between four and six is fair, and then zero to four years is poor, okay? Um, all right, so open accounts. This is number five, open accounts. Um in order to be in this like green section for this open account section on the credit score, kind of the way it's counting for you, having more than 11 accounts open is good. Under 11 is bad. And I'm saying good and bad in quotation air quotes. You can't really see me right now, but it's not necessarily bad. I'm just saying as far as your credit score goes, let's just specifically our credit score. Um, so this can look like though, you know, your mortgage, um, if you have your car, if you have, you know, your electric, anything that you're having to pay on time, your electric, your insurance, all of these different things. So you have open accounts. This is not necessarily credit line. This is just open accounts. So a lot of us have, you know, a couple open accounts just in general. Um, but this is also why I think that earlier when I was talking about, um, the percentage of your credit card used and it said, you know, 0% technically is, is still in the green. I think because it's less for payment history when it comes when obviously when you're not 
making any payments because you have zero balance on your credit card. But what it does is that it just has an account for you that sits open. And so that longevity starts to really um, take into account and then also accounts as an open account. So you kind of get like two bangs for your buck. Um, So this is where I, I say don't close old accounts cut up those freaking credit cards so you're not using them. I don't, I do not advise any, any of my clients to use credit cards. None. So I'll just like be very forefront about that. Um, like I said, there was one instance with one client that I worked with. We talked about the secured credit card to open. Um, and she did do that. She has a $300 balance on it and that's it. She's using $80 on it. We put like some Netflix and like just something that she can automatically pay and not even have to look at. Um, and, and that is really helping her credit score just in general. All right. So that is number five. Number one, payment history, pay things on time. Number two, use less than 30% of your credit limit. Number three, derogatory marks, try to get those off. And again, those are like collections, bankruptcies, tax liens, that kind of thing. Uh, your credit age. Okay. How long have you had uh, credit with your mortgage or credit card or whatever? And then the number of open accounts. 11 or more is good. All right, number six. This is the last part of your credit score that you are going to want to pay attention to, and this is hard inquiries. And so hard inquiries is just, it's also called like a hard pull on your credit. And so this is when, if you are going to sit down to buy a car, if you're going to sit down to buy a house, um, if you're going to sit down and get some kind of loan or whatever, they're going to pull your credit to really see like what... It is your credit score, you know, all these different things that we're talking about, your open accounts, your um, whatever it might be. Okay. And so this is kind of a normal thing that you need to do just in life. If you're going to buy a house or you're going to get a car or you're going to do something like that and have a bigger purchase. Um, And so as far as this little scale goes, having zero to two hard pools or hard inquiries on your account is okay. That's green. That's great. Three to four. Is that fair? margin and then anything more than five is not good. Okay. So hard pulls again, like we talked about, it can be on credit, trying to open a new credit card, your mortgage, refinancing. A lot of people refinance during COVID with the dropping credit scores and all that kind of stuff. So refinancing, you would have to have a hard pull on your credit, car loans, etc. Now hard pulls on your credit typically take two years to fall off. Okay. Hard pulls take two years to fall off in general. So think about that. The zero to two, they're totally fine with. But if you have five or more hard inquiries or hard pulls on your credit, that means you have pulled something. You're trying to get a house, a car, and three credit cards all within a two-year period. That's looking like you're a little crazy with as far as uh, finances go, right? Like you're really trying to to get something. And so the problem with this, or, or I'm sorry, not the problem, but the um, what you're really going to want to do with this is that if you are someone who is going to try to get a credit card or you know whatever it might be, uh, you want to make sure, and there are ways to do this, that you are going to get approved for this credit card that you are applying for. Again, don't approve credit cards. Personally, I don't want you to have them, um, but just to be fully transparent when you're talking about hard inquiries, I have seen a lot of um, credit scores and when I look at kind of the really nitty gritty stuff, it's like four or five hard pulls because somebody was trying to open a credit card, but then whatever credit card they were trying to uh, apply for, they did not get 
because they didn't have the a good enough credit score or credit to be able to get that credit card. And so here now they've just jacked up their credit even more because they've tried to get in tried to get three to four different credit cards, but they weren't going to get approved for any of them. So there's a way to know if you are going to get approved for something or not. And maybe not know, but there's a way there's like a it might even be on credit karma. I could probably look where it'll say like, hey, you have a 98 percent chance to get approved for this card. You have a 40 percent chance to get approved for this card. Don't go and try to like get approved for cards that you have no business getting approved for, okay? Not all credit cards are created equal. So that is one of the big biggest things that I see on the hard inquiries just in general. Okay, that is the six different ways. Let me go over this one more time. Number one, payment history, pay things on time. Number two, use less than 30% of your credit limit. Number three, keep the derogatory marks at a very minimum, hopefully zero. Credit age, uh, zero to four years is poor, but over seven years is great. So sometimes it's just a waiting game for that one. Number five, the amount of open accounts, 11 or more is considered great. Again, these are not open credit cards. These are just open accounts that you're paying on time. Uh, and then number six, your hard pools on your credit. You want to limit those to no more than two every other year because every two years they will fall off. All right, guys, um, if you guys have any other questions on anything related to credit score or my story, or if you have a specific com- or, uh, question for your finances, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Legacy Through Motherhood. I'm answering a ton of stuff on there. I'm also on Facebook, but I'm more active on Instagram. And if you enjoyed this content, I would love it if you would scroll down and give it a rating and a review just so that other moms can help um, or so that this message can get to other moms out there. Good Lord postpartum brain you all okay i hope you all have a wonderful wonderful week and i look forward to walking with you and helping you find your grit while completely covering you 